0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yes!
1: Go
2: Cowboys! This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Yeah. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. And now your hosts, Isaiah Standback. Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. We are here from the Star and Frisco in the SWBC studios, previewing week eight of the NFL season as the Cowboys get set to face the L.A. Rams at AT&T Stadium on Sunday. Like the big voice man said, Isaiah back. John Machota, Nick Harris. We have Chris Beam in the back. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Swell. Swell. You look locked in over here. You I'm ready? always
1: locked in, Kyle.
2: Ready to get your your QB vision taken are, are care of? Are you ready for QB vision? Not yet. No, That's the no, second thing. I segment. need this right here, though. Yeah, it. it's pretty nice, right? Get that. It's my
3: size. I that. so. <laughs> when I walked in, the first thing I said to him, like, I'm, I'll be doing your homework on this Rams defense because... I just see a lot of similarities between this Rams defense name-wise mm-hmm. and, let's say, uh, I don't know, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Mm. If, you're not, if you're not following along, there's a bunch of names you're probably not going to know. Yeah, yeah. The Arizona Diamondbacks, That's still, they're in the World Series, right? <laughs> they do. They still, they're still formidable. I'm Literally, I'm, I'm, I would love for someone to reach out, tell us, I would love to know of a team with less name recognition on it than that Arizona Diamondbacks that's made it to a championship series. I will say they we'll have. St- we'll st- well, I'm, I'm just going to stick with because the ones I follow the most are yeah. baseball, football, and basketball. But I would, man, that 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 lineup. I mean, of course, there's like Evan Longoria, but the rest of that crew is. It's like an old Levin,
2: Evan Longoria though. What well, is he? Sure, like, yeah, Thirty-eight sure. now. But I'm
3: just talking about like name yeah. recognition. Where just baseball fans will be like, oh yeah, yeah. No, I know this guy. This guy. There's. Mm-hmm. Pretty very good. little. And that's
2: what I
4: was going to point out. I was watching. I think it was Game Five or Game Six of that series, and Evan Longoria is in the eight hole. Yeah. I was like, "Wait, <laughs> is that Evan Longoria? When did he get here?"
2: <laughs> yeah, that was. I think I was very early in the series. It was the NLDS, and I was like, I didn't even know he was still playing. Yeah. nonetheless, yeah. playing well, and that's exactly what. Like, the I Diamond can't even think about. of
3: an NFL team that's made the Super Bowl with that little name. Rec- I mean, maybe, maybe the Panthers. That year that they they lost to uh, Brady with like Jake, Jake Delhomme, yeah. Maybe but even that they
2: one. even then they had they had some guys on that defense then, right? I don't know. I so don't long know. ago that was so long ago. What about the Seahawks team with uh, what was like Hasselbeck
4: that was starting? Or am I losing my mind? And this was like oh six.
2: Seahawks ever go to the Super no, Bowl in the mid two thousands? Sean Alexander was on oh, the team. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, you We want what? the
1: ball. We're going to score. Yeah, 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 yeah That yeah. one. Hey,
3: I should know that Super Bowl is in Detroit. That's no, the Steelers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, man. I forgot. Yeah, that, that one's that's one a good one, too, man. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty rough.
2: Yeah. Uh, recently, there's been name recognition because either one side had Tom Brady for the most part or the other side had somebody that was really like an MVP
3: or something. Even like Or made the, a bunch of moves that are a bunch. Of, I mean, heck, this Rams team yeah. going to the Super Bowl, all the moves that they made to get them to that point, you know? Hmm. Sorry. Moves they made. <laughs> Interesting. I thought I said something right. wrong. Uh, no, they're you aggressive. You said something right. <laughs>
2: yes. Oh. Yes. That would be it. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah perked up real quick. It's just oh. wild
1: how that just tends wow. to be the commonality around these parts. People would be aggressive. They go get guys and they
3: automatically just end up in a, in the bowl game. It's
2: almost like we, we talked about this. I'm talking about the Mon- Alamo Monday. bowl. <laughs> I, like, I,
3: like, I like that he used commonality because I, I said that word yesterday. And immediately after I said, I'm like, I'm going to make sure. I <laughs> it thought, works. Let me, let me, Make sure this is an actual word. That's funny. Your okay, AP and it style. Is. It is very much oh, so. No good.
0: good.
3: You just have uh, your AP style book?
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick and. Uh, Let's do some news and notes. Yeah, <laughs> we'll say. Well, I was gonna say Nick and Nick, Nick and or news and notes. It was just like a bunch of ins. Yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Didn't work out, out in like, my favor. We'll get it tomorrow. Go, you're out of yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it tomorrow. No yeah, we'll, we'll we'll try it again on Friday.
4: <laughs> uh, news and notes. We could start with uh, probably the shortest injury report in the history of the Dallas Cowboys. Not, that's not a fact, but uh, I was talking with somebody and um, nice. I was talking with somebody in PR yesterday, <clears> and they couldn't recall a practice report as slim as this one since at least 2015 so mm. it's been a while there was only one player on the injury report yesterday and it was one thomas who uh, obviously missed the chargers game with the hamstring injury and he was a full participant and the only reason he was on there is because he missed the chargers game if not he wouldn't have even been on there so nice. um, basically a, a, a negated practice report yesterday everybody's healthy on the 53 man Live i've for, never seen
3: anything like that uh, i've been covering teams since 2011 we get these emailed to us, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I have never seen one with only one name on it. And and I'm talking even at, at the beginning of a season much mm-hmm. less, you know. Uh now they're coming out of the buy that obviously helps, but when I got that email, I was kind of like, is this wrong? Like the only I mean, the only way to beat that would be is if they sent one out and there was no names on there, and I've definitely yeah. never seen anything like that. But then even the fact that, you know, it seems like wanye is on on track. It's not like, I mean, he was full list as full participant, so that's a good sign there too. Now Obviously, when we say that, that's not counting. You know, Trayvon Diggs is out for the season. Yep. Leighton Van Der is on IR. Like, that's not counting them, because I feel like sometimes if you tweet out, everybody's available in that, that some people wonder, oh, does that mean Leighton too? No, it, it doesn't. He's he's on IR. So he, when you're on IR, you're not in that week-to-week, like, update on what your status is in practice, obviously.
2: What it does include, though, are the guys that have been dealing with, with nagging injuries. Zach Martin, Absol- Offensive line is the and, first one I thought uh, of, yeah. Offensive line, just really across the board. It's awesome to see <clears throat> nobody out there. Now... Thursday's really been the trouble practice. Thursday's been the one where something has popped up. So, I mean, we got to knock on our wooden plank here just to make
3: sure that... When is that coming, oh, by the way? Up on
4: that. I, <laughs> I, I figured that's why you picked the, um... up your phone there.
3: <laughs> I, I was kind um, of interested to see, like, Mike McCarthy prefers, obviously, to practice on grass. Um, and we haven't gone inside at all this year yet for practice. Yeah. And I thought that today might be the day with the rain. Oh, and then walking in here, I mean, all the stuff's set up outside. Yep. So I'm thinking... They're going to keep going outside and um – obviously he does that because yeah. of the lesser chance of of injury in that yep. so yeah
4: we were uh we had just come back in after the media portion of practice yesterday which for the audience is typically about 20-25 minutes that we get at the, right at the beginning of practice and as soon as we came out it started pouring down rain yeah. i was like oh they're about to
3: go inside they stayed out there the whole time mm. so um, and the field yeah. looks good i mean yeah it does this, being this far into the season there's been times where you know you walk around by the atrium over there and you look down you're like man this thing ain't gonna make it till the end of the year They put a new one <laughs> down at uh Think it towards the end of last season. Yeah, it was right at the end of the year. Yeah, and I don't know if I mean I'm not a grass expert, which Mike McCarthy is. He's super into this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Beamer, what's the What's our? I guess our. I don't know
1: what his title is. The guy who who handles all the, the landscaping out there. What's his name? The grasspert,
2: Chris. Chris. He's
1: That's doing right. a great job. Man, he's He's been around since yeah. I was around. That dude's yep. amazing.
2: And what was it when... They've brought in a guy as well. I was about to they say. They brought in a, a, a consultant as well because we were having grass problems. It was a consultant that uh, deals Works with the, the World, World Cup. Cup Yeah, yeah. A, yeah, it was World one Cup of those matches. things that back in the day... Or not back in the day. But, FIFA
1: just there yesterday? I'm uh, reading an article about FIFA's that. FIFA's been around. Uh, no, I'm saying they, they were, at, they the were they yeah. at the stadium. They were at the stadium this week. I think it was Monday. They've been around. Yeah. So for people
3: that have never been to the Star... Just so you know, I mean, for one, the Texas sun is going to beat down on on some grass. So that's so that's your Period. line one. But the other is that <laughs> these two fields are in the middle Building, yep. of these these three buildings that are all covered in glass. So that's just reflecting that sun even more off. So um, when, when I talk about this, I'm not just it's not just like keeping <laughs> your front lawn green. Like it's tough to keep. <laughs> that's like, hard in And it's then hard. the wear and tear for how much that Mike McCarthy, I mean, he he won't say this publicly, but I bet he would prefer both of the fields out there being grass. Yes. You know, I mean, that's what the way it was in Green Bay. He's used to practicing on Mm -hmm. grass and stuff like that. Um, And then, obviously, they have the turf inside uh, at the Ford Center. But uh, everything looks like it's going pretty good out there, and I imagine they're going to stay out there even – because that's the thing, too, is like people think, oh, well, why would they be out there today? Like, they're going to be playing inside on Sunday, but they're trying to get – they want to be on the grass as much as possible, you know. That's always actually, a, that's a, that's a big thing with like teams, like Bill Belichick. I think that before they played somebody that was indoors, it was raining outside, and he's like, "No, no, every we're going outside, and they and they and they practice in the rain, and obviously not the greatest of field conditions." And, and a lot of people were, "Why would you do that? You're about to play." But it's it's more than just about that opponent, you know. So, yeah, it's injury I, prevention too. Yeah, even had somebody upstairs. I I don't remember
2: who said it, but somebody asked that yesterday. It wasn't one of the the. Media side of things, it was one of the business side, and they they even asked, they're like, why are, they're playing at AT and T, like this, the roof's going to be closed, like yeah. why are they outside? And sure enough, I mean, they kept rolling all the way through it, and like you said, DFW got a lot of rain over the last twenty four hours, uh, a significant downpour, especially through the night last night. And the star was hit by that, but they're still out there. They're still rolling. They've got all the equipment and should be ready to go. Uh, only time I've seen them go in this year was in the middle of a practice two weeks ago, maybe going. I can't remember. If it was. Yeah, it was before the Chargers game. So, yeah, that was the only time they've ever gone in. And they started outside and then moved
3: inside whenever the lightning. Yeah. Uh, the other radius, thing that factors it. into is that because of those three buildings being around, it gets real windy out there. Yes. Um and so, yeah, for Brandon Aubrey, I'm sure he doesn't love kicking in that. But, yeah, it was, hey, it's been, been real windy out it's there. It's good practice, right? Yeah. yeah
2: perfect so, practice
4: makes perfect. There huh? was one day last week when the wind was just cooking in that in that wind tunnel in the, yeah. on the practice field. And he would aim it almost right of the goal post, and it would just come around all yeah. the way left. And it was, it was hilarious. Um, speaking on that note, I, I, this wasn't my next note, but since we're on the point of Brandon Aubrey, I'll go ahead mm-hmm. and bring it up. He did mention yesterday <clears throat> that his personal best inside the star is 68 yards. And that uh, outside on those fields in the notorious wind tunnel, it's 55 yards. So I uh, felt like throwing that out there just because we saw, I think it was in the uh, Jets game, where he had an opportunity for a 66-yarder, yep. and then the fall started moving him back, and they ended up punting. Um, but uh, I don't know. Would y'all be comfortable if he was
1: to roll out for 68 on, on Sunday? We're part of the game? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? <Let's> <clears throat> if it's you know, going into halftime or something like that, why not? End of a game? Yeah.
3: Mm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, I I wouldn't say comfortable. I think. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. When he was talking to, I think he mentioned about how his his hope is that they can just get the ball on the other side of the fifty. Yeah. If it's in you know late game situation like that, I would say if he can kick sixty eight in practice, <clears throat> I think that he probably can make a seventy yarder if he had to. I'm not saying he's he's going to, but I'm saying yeah. if you had to march him out there for it, it's got a chance. Just because I think he'd be even a little bit more amped up with a crowd around you than hit sixty eight with nobody around inside yeah. the Ford Center. So. Um. Yeah, it would be interesting, but I don't. I mean, heck, they trotted him out there for a 66 yarder, and we're going to kick it up yeah. until a point where there was. I think it was a false start right before halftime. So yeah, would I be comfortable thinking like, oh yeah, Let's, go, it. let's go get something to drink. This one's in. <laughs> no, Automatic. but yeah, but I think he's got a chance. You know.
2: Yeah. Mike McCarthy talked about that a little bit after that that opportunity arose, where it was a 66 yarder, and everybody's like, why would you even attempt this? And He trotted out the field goal unit. It was in a game that, at that point. It was out of hand, right? I'm trying to remember. That's why he did it, yeah. Yeah, because it was out of hand. And he said, you know, I mean, just the, the, the confidence level that that gives to a kicker, one, to say, hey, we're willing to try this. If you say you're good, let's do it. Let's trot it out there. But two, it's almost a mental rep or a rep in general if you actually physically go through and kick it. To see just how close you are from 66 yards, yep. so that way, whenever a playoff scenario comes down and, and something like that happens, it's an end of game scenario. You've at least seen it before, because right. then you can be more calculated in your decision making, whether to do it or whether not to do it down the line. Whenever things matter more, so I, I like it if if the opportunity arises, uh, it, it arises at some point throughout the season. And it's not going to hurt the outcome of the game. I think that's the number one thing. And I don't think they would do it if it, they thought it would hurt the outcome of the game. But if, if it doesn't have a direct impact on it, yeah,
3: why not? Let's try <laughs> it. Yeah. You'd probably feel more comfortable with, their, with the Cowboys kicker than the Rams kicker right now? Mm, probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Because yeah, they just brought in somebody new. Yeah. Well, and they had been Brett Maher. And they just recently, yeah. They just cut their guy. Poor Brett. They cut he had a run. He actually had a good start. <clears> Have <throat> you the seen season. this guy's name?
4: Yeah, it's it's really difficult. It's really <laughs> Lucas
3: Havrisik. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I <laughs> We're definitely. gonna need the pronunciation guide on yeah, Sunday. <laughs> I don't really know about that. <laughs> I'll find one. I don't know anything about about this guy. All I know is that <laughs> they moved down from Brett Maher, who obviously was the Cowboys kicker last year. Yeah,
4: yeah. I think Brett missed an extra point and two field goals on Sunday, and they just said yank. You know, and he had Done. actually had a pretty decent start to the season. Like he was, was a lot of volume. He had had a lot of reps, and he was <laughs> he was doing all right with it. Hmm. Um, next news and note: uh, Running backs coach Jeff Blasco. We'll make this one quick, but he is back with the team. He um he he was out. I think it was since training camp, like yeah. towards the end of training camp, is when yep. he left uh, with a health issue. But uh, Mike McCarthy said yesterday in his press conference that he's back with the team. So obviously, good news. Uh, happy for uh, Jeff Blasco to be back in the building and back doing what he loves. But. Uh, I had a question proposed to me on Twitter whenever I tweeted that out. So it was like, okay, now that the running back coach is here, does that mean there's going to be a lot more – a lot different utilization for running backs? And no, um, that, that is not the case. The running backs coach responsibilities, um, they were shared by like a handful of offensive coaches while uh, Blasco was out. And um, him coming back in, it has nothing to do with the utilization through six games. So um, it, it's more so Mike McCarthy making the schematic choices and the running back coach, uh, it's his job to make sure that they're fulfilled. So uh, don't expect any big changes just there uh, and I don't
2: know if y'all have any thoughts on that but you have any thoughts position coach wise I mean how much of an impact do they make in scheme choices I don't know with this team
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I what about what you deal, <clears throat> dealt with um, when I was here we had skip Pete and mm-hmm. skip Pete was one heck of a coach Mm-hmm. Um, they elected to not bring Skip Pete back. I know he had a tremendous impact on the group when I was a part of it, and I would imagine that he had a tremendous impact on Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard in years past. Um, I, yeah, I mean, he, he had input. I mean, what he, what he said, word, his word was bond. And – I know the coaches listen, at least when I was around, coaches listened to what he had to say, his insight, um, his knowledge of the game, his responsibilities, the standard that he held guys to um, when they came off the field. If they had a bad carry, bad decision, bad read, he got off in their butt. It wasn't a pat on the back. Oh, you're okay." Like he he held you accountable um, and you didn't want to make a mistake because you were representing him at all times. So I can't speak to what they have now, but that's my experience.
2: Yeah, he's over with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. He got plucked pretty quickly, and he's been with the Bucks since the Cowboys let him go. But
3: Not that anybody should care about this other than us, but uh, yeah. he was always great with the media, too. So I'm always yes, big, he was. I've always been a big fan uh, <laughs> yep. on and off the record. He's great to talk to. Great yep. dude.
2: Yeah, he was always a lot of fun. Uh,
4: anything else? Last thing I got, Trayvon Diggs had his surgery on Tuesday to repair his torn ACL. Um, we were able to ask Micah Parsons yesterday, just, hey, did you talk to him or anything? And he was like, hey, this, is, this is what he said. He said, he FaceTimed me and was like, I just got my surgery. I said, are you good? Do you need anything? I know his mom and everything is here. He was like, nah, I'm good. I'm still going to go over there and play the game with him. I play the game with him too much. You see, he's on with Dez now and everything. He's picked up some new hobbies. He still sucks at the game, so I'd be trying to give him a couple <laughs> tips and things like that like that so it looks like Trayvon Diggs is finding his new passion while uh, while he's on the while he's on bed rest
3: (laughs) I always found that interesting how when you get a major injury knee injury like that how well up until like maybe I don't know six seven years ago I used to always think that oh yeah they'll operate next week but but certain injuries like that, I think it's because they want the swelling to go down. Is that why yeah. it is? I don't
1: know why they waited so long. for Yeah, him, that's a long yeah. time. Yeah. yeah,
3: Yeah. it was similar with
4: Overshone though. Uh, they they really want the swelling to be completely gone. They don't want to even jump it even a little too early because if you go in with swelling, then there's possibility mm-hmm. of scar tissue on the other side, yeah. and you got to go back in, and then it's a longer recovery. Yep. That's what they did with Terrence Steele too. Yep. So, uh, so I don't think it affects the
3: timetable. By you any. think it's just a knee thing, or would they do that for other? Season they do that for injuries? Achilles and things okay. like that
1: as well. It's just the swelling. Yeah, swelling complicates things in terms surgery and your recovery but that was a long time for yeah for trayvon that i yeah that was surprising to me I
4: and mean, correct me if i'm wrong the knee is one of the more like yeah. areas of the body that swell the most yes. Yes. they can yes. they can they can be there for a while so yeah. hmm. uh, maybe there's just a little bit more time and that and waiting for it to go down but i don't think it affects his timetable by any means i I trust the the staff here no, that they know what they're sure. doing yeah especially after terrence Steele, how quick he was how quick able get back. back no doubt uh, what game was he talking about? Talking about Madden? Uh, he had he had talked about Madden in 2K earlier in like the press conference that he okay. was that yeah. he had been playing quite a bit during the bye week. Uh, that's what Micah had said that mm-hmm. he like him personally, but he didn't mention what
2: game he'd been playing with Trayvon. So okay. I assume it's one of those. Two. Probably I mean, one of the two. Yeah, yeah, I would I would imagine that was probably the case. Yeah. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we've got QB Vision Isaiah Stanback's going to break down this Rams defense and how the Cowboys offense can take advantage of some of the Banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply, member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you?
0: Back to Talking Cowboys.
2: Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Back here with Nick Harris, John Machoda, Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Chris Beam in the back has got the sounder ready because it is time for some. Wide 80. Wide 80. It's time. For QB vision with Isaiah Standback.
3: John doesn't like the sound. No, no I'm fine with Who said it though? Who said <clears> that? <throat> he did. That was you saying yeah. that. I didn't the, the say what?
1: that. I did not say. I said, "Why did the cadence?" Yeah, oh, he the did cadence. the cadence. What yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. All right. That that's what, that's that's was what not talking. my voice. Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, time, no, 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 no. <laughs> but even the <laughs> cadence didn't really sound like you. Huh? The cadence didn't even really sound that much like you. No. You know. <laughs>
1: I have a lot of
3: a lot of gifts and talents. <laughs> I just think it's funny because because <laughs> honestly it makes me think of Big like cadence guy. It just makes me think of like all this season oh, like and really it? it was like it was Romo too, but all the other quarterbacks Sounds had to similar. say the cadence the way that Romo said it so that yeah. if he goes down and it's the same way with Dak now, like when you said saying the here we go, like here Cooper go. Rush has to say it the same exact yeah. way, Trey Lance has to say it the same way. So when you said that, I, I didn't necessarily it didn't sound like you right away. So okay, yeah. cool. Sounded good though.
2: Maybe maybe we get Dak <laughs> over here. We get Dak <laughs> to, to record a cadence.
0: Here, here we go. Here we.
4: <laughs> Real quick, what was probably the diff- most difficult one you had to copy in your
3: career? I didn't have to copy anybody. You didn't have to copy anybody? Mm. Okay. Mm-mm, flex. Mm. Okay. You guys were just See looking you. over at the play cards on the sideline they were holding up? And-
1: I mean, only the only time I was playing quarterback in the league was in New England. So, yeah. I mean, Tom Brady, I didn't have to <clears> – <throat> Tom didn't have, like, this extensive, you know, call, yeah. um, snap. He, he literally – most of the stuff was him calling out the mic and, like, that stuff. The protection aspect was the more important thing like the actual cadence didn't give too much of an indication as to what we we're doing is more just fluff you can kind of do your own thing
4: well he went to michigan so he was just looking on the opposing sideline and looking wow. at their signs and it was like hey they're doing this wow,
0: <laughs>
2: wow. pretty good timely pretty good uh, that's and a timely joke i like it over to the patriots gate oh Let's see
0: what you did there, oh. you did there. yeah over. you know so it all started
2: gate. from michigan <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're piecing this together wow. so can michigan get knocked out the top four because of this uh, they can get in some so. significant trouble, but no. I don't like think that,
4: that
1: I don't think Trump it's Trump. gonna come to a conclusion. I need one spot to go. Okay? I need one spot to come out the top four so that's you you know a personal in. rooting interest. Absolutely in this man. investigation. We're number now. five right now. We're sitting strong. We need to slide in. Okay, Trey Songs. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, <clears> yeah. <throat> tell
2: me about this Rams defense.
1: Rams L defense. Okay, so the Rams defense, obviously when you think about the Rams defense, what's the first thing you think about? Aaron Donald. A D, right? And there are some people Around these parts that don't believe that Aaron Donald is still Aaron Donald. I'm not going to say any names. I didn't
4: say that. I I didn't say you. I'm not talking about you. But I I know you're coming at me, so I'm just going to go ahead and address it. I didn't say that. I'm just saying I don't think he would be worth trading so much for at this point in his career. But go ahead.
1: All right. Well, maybe uh, I'm wrong. Aaron Donald is still Aaron (laughs) Donald from my perspective, from my QB vision eyes, okay? From my eye in the sky. You see that? he is a complete dude. These guys run a 3-4 defense, okay? And because they run a 3-4 defense, it gives Aaron Donald the opportunity a lot of times to work on offensive guards. And when he's able to work on offensive guards, it's it's pretty bad for, for opposing offensive guards. Um He's quick, he's fast, he's explosive. He's all the things that you've come to know about Aaron Donald, and he's the leader of this defense. That hasn't changed. Um, he has a couple guys that are playing next to him, uh, Kobe Turner and uh, Jonah uh, Jonah Williams. Uh, Kobe Turner, 91, shows up more on film to me um, than Jonah Williams does. Um, but they, they, they complement what Aaron Donald does in terms of giving him the, the one-on-one matchups that he's looking for. Um, they have the stand up defensive ends in a typical three four uh defense. Uh, only person that really pops off the film to me is byron young number number zero. he flies around he is aggressive um he's gonna he's gonna he's that nonstop um who's some guys I mean you could throw anybody in there. I think when I think about nonstop relentless guys, I think about guys like Clay Matthews. I think mm-hmm. about. Uh, what's, what's your name out of Detroit, now? The youngin'? Aiden
3: Hutchinson. Aiden
1: Hutchinson. <laughs> Guys like that. They're just like, not saying
2: that he's that quality of player, but I'm saying like he's just that tenacious, right? He's just not, he's relentless. Byron Young, by the way, was a... Thirty visit for the Cowboys this year. They really liked him, yep. especially in the draft. They got to the point where they were really looking into him, and they thought he would be there and mid rounds. Mm-hmm. They were thinking maybe f- late third, early fourth, and he got picked up in the third, was, top
4: third. Was Kobe Turner another thirty visit, or he's just somebody that, that we talked about a lot during the draft? Process,
2: I want to say like. he was more so. Uh, Talk about okay. part. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I can go back and look, but yeah. Either uh, way, both. I, bo- I don't think he was a visit.
1: Either way, both of those guys are showing up on film. Yeah. Um, in terms of what they do, okay. This is a prototypical cover four. Defense, much like we face against the Chargers. Uh, We talked about the Chargers a couple weeks back. We talked about how they're going to play a lot of cover four, how a lot of the ways in which you can beat them is underneath. We saw a lot of that, right? We saw a lot of that in terms of um, CeeDee Lamb getting some slants, getting the ball early and often. A lot of the things were open to him underneath coverage-wise. That's going to be more along the same for this Rams defense. The difference is that this Rams defense does a great job of disguising whether or not they're going to play two high or one high. A lot of the times they'll line up with, with cover four look, meaning the corners corners are off and outside, the safeties have depth, um, and it looks like cover four every single play. Um, and then uh, sometimes they'll roll down to three. And how they roll down to three is typically the, the traditional way of rolling to cover three is when the safety rolls back to the middle of the field, that other safety rolls down right into the box, and he, play, he plays, he looks for crossers and things of that nature. Well, these guys don't play the, the typical cover three they'll keep their safety lined up in their original position and they'll just drop the other safety down and a lot of times when they drop that safety down they're looking for crossing routes so when they played against the philadelphia eagles they played a lot more cover cover three um and it's a lot more single high mm. because they were looking for those over routes they were looking for those things that are coming across the middle they really wanted to, to take that away you would think the more weapons you have the the more you would play too high safety but they didn't take that approach. So it's seemingly, the more threatened they are by your by your receivers, the more they want to play single high, so that they can have more guys in the middle of the field to take away those things that the middle of the field that's typically open. So that's what I am seeing on film from them in terms of personnel in the secondary that stand out to me. Uh, Jordan Fuller is uh, he's a safety. He's not bad, uh, but Rush Yeast number two. He, he pops on film to me he really does pop on film to me he wants to take your head off um, I think he's relatively good in coverage he's aggressive he's decisive when he come when he, when he makes a decision that he wants to come hit you he's gonna try to he's gonna try to knock you out he's trying to put you out the game uh, so number two and number four those guys are, are solid to me at the safety position uh, the cornerbacks uh, Akilo Witherspoon doesn't really impress me on film. Darian mm-hmm. Kendrick, number one, so one and forty-four, their corners, that they don't really impress me. Uh Kobe Durant, their their nickel for 14, he's okay. He's okay. Um again, not threatened by necessarily anything that they're doing uh in that in that regard, which is why I think they play a lot of four. I think they give them the grace to keep everything in front of them. And they're trying to, much like the Chargers did, okay, which is kind of scary when you look at it, but you've had a week to look at it. They want to keep everything in front of them. So if you are trying to get beyond them, then that takes more time and it gives their pass rush opportunity to get to you. And their pass rush is Aaron Donald. That, that is their pass rush. And for those that are looking at Aaron Donald's stats and saying, oh, he doesn't have a bunch of sacks. Listen here. This dude is about .02 seconds away from sack after sack after sack. These guys are barely getting the ball off. I don't care what team that they've played to date. Um, he is right there. So he's literally not even half a second away from being all over the headlines that you you know how you're typically used to seeing Aaron Donald's name. He is right there. Johnny on the spot throwing guys off. I mean, the explosiveness that he has to, to lift these grown men guards most of the time off their feet and just shed. You can't hold on to him. <clears throat> he does such a great job of shedding blocks guys get onto him and he literally punches them or he lips of them and tosses them. And then he's off and he's going to make a, make, make a big play. He's running things down from behind. Um, and his other guys that they have around him are just playing to that, right? He's a, he's the disruptor. Everybody else is a complimentary player. And that's what they try to do to you on defense. Their rush defense. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not afraid of it, especially when they're playing too high. I think that that's where you can really take advantage of these guys. Um, being that they're playing a, a soft cover four, uh defense, you can obviously take advantage of things underneath with your option routes, your slants, all those things that we saw in the Chargers game. You'll have that at your disposal. But the running game, you have to get that back going again. And I think this is a good bunch to do it against. How do you do that against Aaron Donald? Well, you ready combo block him. Right. T- Tyler Biotis, you better you better put on your chin strap, your jock strap, your your, your, your studs, everything else, because you're going to have to get low and, and be engaged on this guy. And hopefully you're not leaving you on the island to do this by yourself. Hopefully, Zach Martin can help you out. Hopefully, Tyler Smith can help you out. But you're going to need two, and it, And it's hard to use two guys to combo block versus a three, four. Because those guys are covering up your center and both of your guards, so it's really one on ones, and your tackles are left on an island with those stand up defensive ends. So it makes it difficult to double team, but you have to win your one on one matchups. The question is, who's that one on one matchup going to be against? Because if I'm Aaron Donald, even though I don't play nose tackle, I might play nose tackle this game because that's your that's your honestly your weakest offensive lineman in terms of who he would line up on between Tyler Smith. Tyler Biotish, and Zach Martin. So he'll move around. Sometimes he'll be on the end. Sometimes he'll stand up. But a lot of times he's right there in the the middle. Right, they're over those guards,
3: um, but I could foresee him lining up over Tyler Biotis and trying to be disruptive in that regard. All I think of is just being Tony Pollard and having it like you're you're back in protection and you're just trying to help out and anybody that gets through and here comes Aaron Donald and you just got to try and do your best to try <laughs> and try and stand you from shoot him. his
1: knees, <laughs> you shoot or, his knees, was, man or Deuce Fall, right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The,
4: the go go, ahead. go for it question: If if they're able to minimalize Aaron Donald, they have a really good game plan on taking him out of the game. Who do you then have to account for probably the most?
1: I would say Kobe Turner is probably the next man right okay. there on on, on on in terms of the defensive line.
4: Just in general, um, I, I was talking defense in general, but if you if you want to go yeah, ahead and set yeah, I would. Line, that's fine.
1: That's the only other guy in that front seven that I would be concerned about mm-hmm. right now, um, and that's number ninety-one, Kobe Turner. Again, once you get to the secondary, I don't. Their linebackers don't. They don't do nothing for me right now, uh, but their secondary. Um, again, you got to go to uh, Witherspoon. Uh, Russ Yeast. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, Russ Yeast. I mean Witherspoon. He's a guy to me. Yeah. He's a guy to me. I, I think he's. I think he's serviceable. But he's not a lockdown corner. He's not somebody that you that you have to worry about taking any of your guys out the game. Um, he's a. He's a NFL corner. You know, and you're, you're, he'll he'll have his plays, but I think that majority of the time you'll win your battles against him. And again, I, I think that's why they played to this coverage. You know, I don't think they want to play in cover four. I think they want to play more press, but I don't think they have the personnel to do so. But their safety will come bust you in the mouth. Russ Yeast, if, you, if you're not looking and you're running an over route, he will come downhill and he'll light you up. So that's the guy that in terms of big play mojo moment type of guy for them that's the that's the other man aside from Aaron Donald that I would be concerned about
2: it's really interesting I went back and I just was curious the, the last time the Rams were in the playoffs of course was their Super Bowl year and I just wanted to see what their defense then compared to what their defense is now mm. they have one returning starter on that defense mm. his name is Aaron Donald it's the only guy. Yep. That's it. Everybody else is gone. Michael Brockers, Sebastian Joseph Day, Leonard Floyd, Micah Kaiser, Kenny Young, Troy Hill, Taylor Rapp, John Johnson III, Jalen Ramsey, boom. Uh, Darius Williams. I mean, they had they, some guys. Yeah, they had some dudes. And even their backups are starting elsewhere. Morgan Fox, who had a sack on Dak in that Chargers game, was a backup. Yeah. Uh, Greg Gaines, a backup still in the league. You dub. A'shaun Robinson still. There. Yeah, you dub. Uh Justin Hollins, Troy Reeder. I mean, they have all these guys that were legitimate and over the last three years that's how quickly one things can change in the nfl i'm sure if we went back and looked at what the cowboys defense looked like in 2020 it's completely different but sometimes it goes in your favor like the cowboys have and sometimes it doesn't go in your favor
1: yeah these guys are middle of the road i mean when you look at them statistically right they're sitting right in the middle they're like seven you know 17th in the league um in terms of yards allowed things of that nature but when you look it's really interesting as much of of an average defense as they are right now statistically. When you look at their completion percentage against them, they're sitting at about fifty eight percent. So it's kind of interesting how, you know, it really plays to how much pressure there is is happening up front. Even just with those front five guys, right, the three down linemen and the two stand up ends, yeah, they're causing enough. They're they're pressuring, right? They're causing enough enough disruption to not allow quarterbacks to really set their feet. Because with this type of defense, like the Chargers, right, you would think that you could light them up on the scoreboard. You would think you'd be able to, you know, get big play after big play. But Aaron Donald, again, he is pressuring the crap out of guys, and he's not allowing these quarterbacks to really set their feet and get the ball to where they where the openings are in, the, in this defense in the secondary. So. That, that's a, it's, I thought that was a very interesting stat line that these guys are top five, I believe it is right now. Uh, top, yeah. top four. 58% of the passes completed against them. Uh, Dallas, put it in perspective, Dallas is fifth with 60% of passes against them. So
3: Statistically, well, the one there's yes. one statistic that they're bad at, and that's taking the ball away. Yeah, yeah. they only got five takeaways in seven yeah. games. That's not very good. But the only reason I brought up Witherspoon, or I mentioned him when I mm-hmm. thought that this you going to say, he does have three of them. He has he has two interceptions. And he has a fumble recovery. Yeah. But it is not a defense that you're really nope. scared of making a bunch of plays, especially on the back end.
1: Nope, not
4: at all. It's a super young group. Only yes. aside from Aaron Donald, only one starter on the defensive side. Uh, was drafted before 2020 so mm. a lot of youth on, on that defense there are a couple of guys that i i really liked in the college days darian kendrick um one of their starting corners he was actually at clemson initially and then whenever they opened up the transfer portal to uh, make it immediate eligibility he was one of like the very first big names that popped in the portal um, and he ended up at georgia finished there won a national championship so um a really good talent there on the on the boundary during college but i'm with you i'm with you isaiah i think there's a really good opportunity to go after him mm. uh, specifically I, I don't feel like he's quite like caught up with the speed yet. And there was another guy who uh, went to Texas A&M a few years back. He was uh, on the defensive interior for them, but he's, he's on the IR now, Bobby Brown. And I was I was yeah. watching a game in week four, and, man, they were running right at him every time that he, he uh, rotated in. And I, like, put it in the notes on my phone. For this very exact day, yeah. I was like, whenever QB vision gets brought up, I'm going to be like, it's going to be their prerogative to go after Bobby <laughs> Brown in the run game, but he's on the IR. So, Aww. yeah.
2: Maybe they'll have a chance to go after Trey Tomlinson, Waco ways on. Mm. I went to – there you go. At Waco Midway. Had to shout them out. Go Panthers. Um, but I would
1: like to stress that the best way to handle this defense is to get up on offense. Right. Okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah.
2: With that being said, I want to come back after our second break and I want to talk about that. Who needs to have the biggest day offensively? Who has a chance to get up on offense quicker mm-hmm. uh, and have a chance to, to really put this team in against this it's a good situation to be successful come Sunday? When we come back with more Talking Cowboys right after this. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. This segment of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. I got
1: mine in. Did you? I feel super. Super
2: Quaker, I don't know. I don't know. Super, super trusted super, super food? food. Super super super. I, you I, feel had some, super.
4: Uh, I had some Quaker oats in my smoothie this morning. Hey, Ooh, yeah. were, you've been on a smoothie
2: tip lately. What's going I on? Have. He's I have. got. He's Are you got, locked in? He's got the, the plug in. upstairs. I do have a plug upstairs. He's got plug. We should yeah. have
4: a Talking Cowboys, Cowboys workout. <laughs> I'm with that. You, you said what? 1,
1: talking Cowboys workout. You said, huh? That'd be yeah. hilarious. Let's
2: do it. Yeah, we don't want to do that. <laughs> no, <laughs> that would it. honestly be <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> it would honestly be great. There would be a lot of weight changes. Beam, you're coming you to. Have too. You'd have yeah. the three plates on for Isaiah. No, I don't lift heavy. Oh, yeah, the bar's enough. Then you'd there. two of those
1: plates off. Put a band. I'll put a band on there. There you
2: go. Put a band on there. You do half a bar? Half. The bar, yeah, put the band. Yeah, I stopped dude, doing heavy weights a <laughs> The bands are sneaky. Max,
3: that's all you... I do. I just, I don't do much weight anymore. I just do bands. Is that because yeah. you're around Tom? <laughs> no, and I'm not joking when I say this. But like to me, he's like one of the faces of it. Of it's what? Tom, and then it, and then it got to, um, you know it never... got to like LeBron, where yeah. it was like lean down, not big weights and stuff like that, because it was about, hey, I'm a goat. The longevity of my career is probably not best to be trying to throw up the heaviest weights. You, yeah. know? you know what, now
1: that I'm thinking, I I don't remember seeing TB12 work out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> don't say that. Well, I'm there. saying, I'm saying, like, I think, I, think he was, so, I think he was working out with his own players. guy. You know, like,
1: he was working out with his own guy. I'm not yeah. saying he wasn't working yeah. out. I'm saying, like, the team facilitated, like, hey, go to the weight
3: room during this one right. of time. Like, I didn't see him in there. We'll put it to this way. If you've ever covered baseball, mm-hmm. there's definitely some times when you're in the locker room, particularly with, what we well, are just going to call out middle relievers, where you're just like... <laughs> This person just walking around, there's no way you're guessing, oh, pro athlete. Let's just say yeah. by body types, you know? If there was a position in the NFL, maybe not so where the game is going right now mm-hmm. uh, at the quarterback position, but let's say maybe around that time early in Brady's career, I'm back, quarterback would be the position where I'm like, I don't know that these guys are necessarily in the back. Be- I mean, obviously we've seen. Yeah. Pictures. Roethlisberger looked like a trucker. I mean that. So I'm thinking Len Dawson smoking cigs, you know, at yeah, halftime. Yeah. You know? that They're
1: Kentucky just... quarterback. What was his name? Oh, Jared Lorenzen. <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh. I'm just saying, like, there wasn't as much. That would be the that would be the player that would most be like a pitcher to me, where you're like, you don't have to be. You're not running all around. You you got to run the offense.
1: What about the so, uh, kicker? Who was the kicker out of Oakland? Uh, oh, Sebastian Janikowski! Sebastian. Janikowski. 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 Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. To, to play to your point, uh, I was downtown, and we were. This was this past off season, so this was like uh, I don't know, maybe March ish, yeah. and it was it was before spring training, and it was after the Super Bowl, so it was right around that like March time, early March, whenever— and I was. We were just kind of hanging out with some family and friends and stuff. And we were in one of the hotel lobbies. I can't remember which one it was. And all of a sudden, my wife looks up and she goes, hey, who is that? Who, who is that person? And I look, turn around and it was Matthew Stafford. So very yeah. timely with what it is. It was Matthew right. Stafford, of course, went to Highland Park, still has a place here in Dallas. And he just kind of walked in. No one in the bar knew. Yeah. Not even a single soul even recognized. And if they did, they they kept it under wraps, kind of like what we were doing, just kind of chilling and hang, hanging out. Sure enough, he goes and sits next to somebody who had been at the bar for a solid 25 minutes, Clayton Kershaw, his childhood friend who also went to Highland Park, pitcher, quarterback, and the whole bar just was oblivious to the whole thing. Damn. And, and what you hotels were
4: you staying at, Kyle? Yeah. yeah
2: no I wasn't either. staying at the hotel. Can't we high just money. Went, we went there for Can't drinks. High money. Chill, chill. <laughs> Kyle not just pushed thing. his way
3: right between the two of them, yeah. took a we selfie. Go. Kept, yeah. Yeah. All. kept going. We go all hey, guys, guys. Matthew Make Stafford us. was like, is that Kyle Yeomans? That's not what happened. He's a guy though that I feel has like leaned down the longer he's played in the NFL. True. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Like you can just see really you could just see it. Like there's that really popular video of Tom Brady, uh like his face, the way it's changed like throughout his career, how he's like like really skinny in the face, like that. I think Stafford would be pretty similar. I like
1: opposite has happened with coaches. Mm. <laughs> <All
3: right>. Yeah,
2: <laughs> maybe. Uh, Isaiah, who needs to have their biggest game on the Dallas offense to to ensure success on Sunday? Who's got to step up their game against this matchup? I think CD will have his
1: biggest game,
3: okay. but I,
2: but I feel like
1: Tony of this Pollard, season. Yes, really. But yeah, but I feel That'd like I, I feel like. Tony Pollard needs to find. Oh, they have to find a way to get Tony Pollard going. Okay, right now I feel like he's just, I'm, I'm like present, <laughs> like, like just. He's roll call. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying that's a incapability of him. I'm just saying that because of how he's been utilized, he hasn't had the splash plays. And for what he, this is a, this is his resume. Let's, let's be real now. This is his tryout. You, know, you can still look at it however you want to look at it, but you know, I don't care that he's a franchise tag. I mean, this dude, he is vying for a job next year. Yeah. And this is his money year. So this right now, it's not looking great for him statistically, um, nor does this does this brand of football match his brand right now and what he's trying to do going forward in the rest remaining part of his career. So I think they have to find a way not only to get those splash plays for him, for himself, but I think... For this team, they need another threat. There's, there's no threat right now. Like, you don't fear. I and mean, I think Micah, Micah was even talking about it on his podcast, uh, I believe it was yesterday or this week. Like, you don't, there's certain teams, you fear certain players. Like, you're, you're and when I say fear, I mean like, you better be concerned about this person because otherwise they're going to, they're going to, they're going to tax
2: Just you. Focused on. Yeah,
1: him. you better yeah. be focused on them, otherwise they're going to make you pay. Like, Philly has their guys. Everybody that we played has their guys. Dallas, CeeDee Lamb, stop him. What do you got to worry about? Crickets. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where they're at right now. And I think they need to change that narrative so that you have to be concerned about out there, right here at the tight end and the running back. Where, like, You have to be concerned about multiple points. Right now, it's just like, find a way to double CD and we're good.
2: So if CD's one, would Tony be two on your list? Would he be yes. the next yes. priority?
3: Yes. Yeah. yeah, you have to get. Who him would be the third priority? Cooks. Got to be, right? You think that's more important no. than any of the tight end stuff? That's, no. Tyler Biotis.
1: Okay. Tyler Biotis.
2: Be honest, see, but is that, I we is that realistic? Guys? though? Oh. not even just skill guys, but guys that are able to be feared. The guys that are okay. So, what's the question? What's the original? Question? Out of the guys outside of CD okay. and Tony Pollard, those are one okay. and two of who are capable Correct. of being the feared parts of this offense. Okay. Who else is on that priority list? All right, then if feared. I'll say Zach Martin. Okay,
1: Zach. Yeah. I can okay. see that. Yeah, it has to be Zach. You, if you don't, if you don't if he if that front 3, okay? Tyler Biotis, Tyler Smith and Zach Martin don't have a like a solid, physical, demanding game. You're going to be
2: surprised at how difficult it is to win this ball game. You you're going to be surprised. Do you feel like the strengths of Zach Martin and Tyler Smith hide some of the incapabilities of Tyler Biotis yes. at times? Yes. I think so too. Yes. Whenever I'm watching it in film, I can't help but think Correct. Biadish gets helped out a lot by the fact that one he's, he's playing in. next to a Hall of Famer. That's that's part of it. I mean, Zach Martin helps anybody. He would help me blocking out there if I could mm-hmm. just because he's Zach Martin. Tyler Smith, it's the strength. Mm-hmm. He's just got Superman strength Correct. to the left and a lot of times if Biadish is left on an island, he's getting blown
3: off the the ball. He's it's, the ice
1: cream and ice cream sandwich.
3: Okay. Does that mean he can melt away? <laughs> Did you just make bars. this up, or is this something that is as a term behind the scenes? No, I just threw that out there. Oh, yeah. like that? Okay. What was it? <laughs> I didn't know if this is some like you know term that.
1: No, he is. I mean, he's I mean, the ice cream. He and he's the ice, ice cream and cream sandwich. And if you don't, and I mean,
3: if you don't <laughs> have that, that the... pressure in there, it's gonna it's gonna fall apart. <laughs> but isn't that the best part? Mm. It
4: can be. It can be. It can also not be. It, yeah. Ooh.
3: When is ice cream never not the best part? Whenever it's of melted down. And Whenever it's, it's the wrong soggy. flavor. If it's melted and soggy. I think the wrong flavor <laughs> of ice cream is still better than almost anything else.
2: See, and I think that's good because I'm not saying Tyler Biotish is a bad player. I'm just saying he has some incapabilities. He's the weak spot on this offensive line. That's and the that's the, weak spot on the I, mean, spot. I mean, that's yeah, not, and a, that's I not an indictment. And I don't think you're saying
1: anything that's... Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, don't, I don't agree. People, he, yeah. he made a Pro fourth. Bowl last
2: year. He's a good player. Out of five? Yeah. yeah I, think he's of, a, I, I would put Terrence Steele at five. <gasps> you feel? I don't but, think you're alone in that regard. Isaiah's I disagree. I think Terrence Steele's four. I think, uh, what, the so reason, I better, give, I mean, the yeah. reason
4: I give Biotis the edge is because of everything he can do pre snap for that offense. And, and I think that's invaluable. And if we're not factoring that in, then okay, I'll put Terrence Steele for
1: Okay, so Aaron Donald. Okay, Aaron Correct. Donald's going to line up over T. Steele sometimes. Yep. yep. Aaron Donald's going to line up over Tyler Biotis. Yeah. Which one do you feel more confident with one on one? There you go. Neither. <laughs> I I'm understand what I'm saying, it, but like, there, like it's, it's but like. But if you had to choose and say, I have a greater, I have a greater chance of survival. With this guy versus versus Aaron Donald, I would put Terrence Steele. There we go.
4: But it's because Aaron Donald is an interior guy. I mean, he's a he's a
3: whatever guy. He's a but, whatever guy. But that also guy. but that also puts him further away. So that's why I would probably go. with it. I, <laughs> I agree with you. I would agree with you because he's on the outside. It's farther like away we were from talking, the ball. We were talking Michael Parsons, and it would be Tyler Biotis. There, they, I want a lot. I
1: want everybody to pay attention to how they go after Dallas's offense. I know we got to get out of here, but like they're going to literally line up with. Aaron Donald over Tyler Biotis. Yep. And they're gonna have the other tackles over Tyler Smith and
2: over They're gonna uh, get after Tyron, Tyron Smith too. They, they are, but, because, but yeah, Tyron Tyron can't move as well no, as he used to. But Tyrant Tyron's so they're gonna weakness, make him move. Tyron's weakness is bull rush.
1: And that's why I say Killer Mack was gonna have a day and he did have a day, right? Like hit bull rush gets Against Tyron Smith right now, that's his thing, right? He doesn't, he's not hunkering down. I'm less concerned about people running the edge on him because he has those go-go gadget arms still, right? He's not as quick as he used to be, but he can still get his hand on you and run you by. If you get up underneath him and you actually have the technique and the power and the strength to be able to get underneath him like a Khalil Mack, that gives him problems right now because he just can't. You get your hand in his chest, he just can't. He's not sitting down, yeah. on that knee. anymore. He doesn't have that anchor. But I, I really think that those three interior linemen are going to be isoed. They're going to be isolated, and they're going to force right uh, Terrence Steele and, yeah. and Tyron to go ahead and be able to win their one-on-one matchups and try to get up to the next level. It's going to be very difficult to work up to the linebacker level against this team because they are literally going to say, "I want Aaron Donald one-on-one with one of these
2: three guys," and if I have to choose, I'm choosing. I'm choosing sixty-three. Yeah, hmm. it's it, it is a conversation, and uh, the 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 concerning side of it is the fact that it always will be a conversation from this point forward for the rest of the regular season they're going to see they're going to see some great D-line. defensive fronts yes. they're going to see some great front sevens and we're going to have this conversation, I'm sure, down the line, and we'll see more film on what they're able to do against 99, what they're able to do against Aaron Donald in this front. But truth of the matter is, this is not the best front they're going to see, but they're no, still no, no. going to be challenged. This might will, be the best individual they see. This is the see. best
1: individual defensive alignment they will
2: face. However, he's also
1: the quickest. What they have to deal with going forth next week is size and yeah. straight, just, just, just mammoth humans that are strong. <laughs> this guy is going to beat you with quickness and explosiveness. So... Pad level, right? Not get, not putting your head down, right? Being like having like your feet underneath you, all that stuff matters. Otherwise, you're going to be olayed. He'll olay you. Olay, 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 olay. So
3: I don't know. I guess it's wrong to look at it this way, but I, I just look at it as if you can somewhat control him. There aren't a lot of guys on no, that defense I agree. that scare you. I
1: agree, and that's why they're going to go man to man on the interior D- o-, o line. Yeah,
3: they're going to yeah. go
2: man to man. They're going to go three three guys right in the middle. We got to get out of here. Yep. Got Could go. talk about it all day. Great job on QB Vision. Got a great look at what the Cowboys' offense and the Rams' defense will do on Sunday. We'll be back tomorrow with, say, it with Your Chest Friday. We'll update our Pick'em standings. We'll give you the chance to be a part of the Pick'em segment. You can also be a part of Cowboys' storyline coming up next, 888 855 2297 with Nick Eatman. We'll talk about that down the line Two, as well. <laughs> that does it for us today. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the Star in Frisco. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
0: about you, Cowboys?
1: Yeah!